Dude, you made it through another weekend of chilling, drinking, and watching Netflix, and here we are, not another Monday. What's up, Rosie? What's up, Mark? How are you? It's my life. It's, I think, our favorite inside joke video. <laughs> and I, I didn't realize how long the buildup was, but... He... We'll, we'll let it go. Let it play a little so people can hear what it's, what the lyrics of the song. <laughs> Dude, big ups to Ven Venu Malesh. <laughs> I don't know why I love and hate this video and music all at the same time. It's just some. He's either Indian or Pakistani, not Pakistani. Pakistani. That's how they say it in NPR. And it's just uh, some guy telling us it's his life. And I think. I think there's a lot of shit that happens that gets lost in translation. And then I, later in the video, if you watch, the, if you listen to the song on YouTube, uh, I think he even says something along the lines of, I'm a kid lover. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It, it's like, I mean, like, I mean, there's Michael Scott, who is a, you know, kid, kid lover. And then there's uh, Venu Malesh, who's kid lover extraordinaire. So, uh, there you go. You get you get some. I think I found a video, another video of him. Remember, I sent it to you a couple of weeks ago with a different song. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? I saw it and I was like, "Wait, this is the guy that sings that weird song that we're always laughing about." Oh man, <laughs> I, I think that's my favorite inside joke uh, that we have. And then the other one is I remind you every three months of when someone received like super racy pictures, and it was just a. Uh, you're like, dude, like this chick's into me. <laughs> and we're oh like, my God, oh. I know what you're talking about. And we're about. like, dude, like show us the picture. And like, <laughs> she's wearing her fucking grandma onesie. Like <laughs> she was wearing like a moo-moo, like <laughs> that episode of the Simpsons where Homer has a moo-moo on. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, if it was straight out of, uh, if it was, if it was straight out of, uh, little house on the prairie yeah totally in like I, yeah, i'm totally I'm, I'm getting in that uh in the days of yore <laughs> it was nothing nice nothing like racy like you know victoria's secret uh fredericks of hollywood you know something that you would expect when people are like oh yeah she's into me she's wearing lingerie <laughs> like we saw we we're like wait what i, I like little <laughs> the funniest thing is that we didn't even say anything to them we were just like between me and you were like oh, is this are we seeing this correctly yeah <laughs> i i still remember when uh i received a trap picture like years ago and then i was like dude like remember this chick and i i shared it with you and then like it was like a picture of her ass and then you called out her like nail polish oh yeah it was all chipped and gross yeah and i was like i, I the, the things of girl the, the girls will recognize and i like i was like dude that's it that, just like cool. screams like uh okay you took all this time to you know you know she probably took more than one let's be honest oh, all yeah. this time <laughs> but the thing she couldn't do was paint her nails for like two minutes before she started taking the photos so they're all 
chipped and like bitten. It just looked really bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, good stuff. I like, and then speaking of uh, photos and chipped nails, um, I got a new iPhone. I got a new iPhone. I, I jumped. You caved and you got the iPhone. I caved. And the reason why I did it was super vain. Super vain. Um, so I'm on, uh, I'm one of those plans where like, you know, you, you're set to pay off the phone in two years with an option to trade every year. And it's like, you can do it. You don't have to. It's not like a forced lease. And then, um, uh, it's iPhone season, new, new iPhone, new me. Um, and when I got the, when I was thinking about it, I had this scratch on my screen and the scratch on my screen, like usually my phones are in pretty pristine condition, given the fact I don't have a case on my phone. And for whatever reason, uh, I think this phone was the one that goes for the record books where I dropped it the most times from like, like low angles and I scratched the screen and it drove me nuts. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking trade in. I'm doing it. Uh, every other year, it's just because I've like, fuck it. Let's let it ride. And this time I was like, I can't keep this because of the scratch on my screen. So now I got this new camera, this new phone. And the camera is sweet uh, where it lets you kind of like zoom in. Like it's it's telescope lens. So you can really get like attention to detail on pictures. And then so we took a picture of the Guatemalan's nails and she got all super self-conscious because like, you know, there's like that skin that's peeling. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, oh, yeah, I have tons of that because I'm a nail biter. Yeah, I constantly bite my nails. So uh, I looked at it and I said, maybe we should get a manicure. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll go together. And I mean, low key. I want to go back. I had a, such a good experience doing that and I, and the, the manicure pedicure. And I, I, I did tell you about this. We talked about it when, um, when, uh, unfunny Kev was like your co your replacement for that episode, but I'm kind of in on the whole manicure pedicure experience. Yeah. Those things feel great. I mean, I just wish that it, they didn't like the, the thing about the Manny and the Petty to me is I hate going to the nail salon. Not because of the people that work there, but the people that go to the nail <laughs> salons, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I Like, I every it. time I go, I kid you not, there was always somebody complaining about something. Oh, this shouldn't cost that much. Oh, you fucked up my nail here. Or you did this. or And it's always like some fucking weird confrontation. And it just makes everybody else there feel really awkward. And it just makes for a really bad time. I swear it's, it happens every time. And I always want to, like, I love having, like, like long, like, acrylic nails. Like, I feel cool, you know, like, nice with them, right? Mm-hmm. I like the way they feel, whatever. But, like, I won't go simply because I don't want to be in a nail salon. <laughs> well, here's something we'll plan for uh, hopefully by the end of the year or next year. Me and you. We'll go get manicure pedicures, and we'll we'll uh, we'll do it for the gram, and we'll uh, and then if we get your feet in the videos, maybe we can like do that as a incentive package for people to pay us, and it'll be pretty sweet. Absolutely not. We are blurring <laughs> those out. <laughs> but here's the twist: it'll be my feet that we send once we uh, uh, get the payment in Venmo or Apple Pay. So we'll be good. But like it's a secret. You have to keep that a secret. You don't tell anyone <laughs> that, that we're doing that. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's nice, dude. Selling toes. <laughs> and then uh, speaking of unfunny, Kev, everything's kind of just blending in together. The other thing I wanted to mention is yesterday uh, I recorded a podcast with Unfunny Kev, which you can find on 
Anyway, your podcast on the Unfunny Kev show, uh, and we recorded it yesterday. It's going live. When you're hearing this, which is Monday, because we're not another Monday, you can also, once you're done with this episode, go download that and then hear me again for another 40 minutes. And uh, it was good times, man. Like I, I, I think the really cool thing is, Rosie, I kind of bitched about this off-air to Kev uh, and just in general, but I'm like, why do why don't people ask me to do their podcast? I don't get it. Like, am I too am I too intimidating? Am I too good looking? I don't know what it is. Uh, but he was able to get me on a show. I got to talk about me, uh, and we talked about the genesis of the That's show. That's a favorite thing of yours, though, to talk about yourself. I know, and <laughs> and like the whole he asked me questions like Barbara Walters. I was like, you know, I had the tear coming out of my eye. Too bad it wasn't recorded because, like, you know, you'd see that, but like. I opened up and I was like, man, like, uh, thank you for asking me this question. I've been thinking about this a lot. And I, I wiped the tear from my eye and then I just went in on that. And we talked about random crap, like doing stand up. And uh, I said a lot of nice things about you. Oh, well, thank you. I'll have to I'll have to listen to it. Yeah, I, 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 you're spoke very highly of you as I said. So uh, again, uh, check out unfunny Kev. Uh, you can download that podcast as early as today because we're posting it on a Monday. Uh, Rosie, what's been good with you? Well, I was late to the show today mm-hmm. to record because I got stuck at sprouts. Uh, I don't know if you, you guys have sprouts in LA, right? We do have a sprouts. Yes. Uh, the Guatemalan actually frequents that uh, as her stomping grounds. <laughs> mm. um well i like going to sprouts for certain things so i went and i did a what i thought was going to be like a quick little run you know mm-hmm. it turned out to be like an hour long thing that should have only been 15 minutes mm-hmm. i got stuck they first of all there was tons of people in the store but they only had one lane open and then as i go to pull up to the lane there's only one person in the lane but their cart was like literally like $400 worth of stuff. <laughs> okay. And I'm just like stuck behind it. And of course it's like some old, old, like white lady that already just like screams, I'm fucking racist and I hate you. Yeah. So I'm already like uncomfortable. Like while she's looking at me, like she's probably like, Oh, look at this Brown girl. I wish she would go away. <laughs> um, and she kept looking at me and I'm already feeling weird because like she, she looks down and then like I'm wearing shorts and she's probably like all grossed out by my tattoos. Like they always are. And I'm just like, okay, dude, like you could stop looking at me now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like any second now would be great. So I'm like, you know, just on my phone, try to ignore her. like 20 minutes go by. She's still there. They haven't opened another lane because I'm the only person behind her. There's nobody behind me. Everybody's still shot. You know, they're still shopping. So then she turns around and she's like, you should, you're going to have to move because this is going to be a while. And I stay quiet and I'm just like, and she wasn't nice. Her tone was very rude. And she was like, yeah, it's going to be a minute. I have an issue. And I was just like. Already. She she okay. foresaw her issue. And then I looked at, I like, there was a guy that was working, like stalking, like right next to me. And I look around and I look at the lanes and I straight told her, I'm like, well, where do you want me to go? There's like no lane that's open. Like. I'm like, what do you want me to do? And then the guy like just looks at me. He's like, I'll take you over here. He's like, I'll open up a register. And I'm like, thank fucking God for fuck's sake. Like it just like it bothered her for me to be there. But it's like, bitch, you're the one buying $400 worth of shit and then complaining every two items. Like that's incorrect. That's not right. I have a coupon for that. Like, (laughs) 
my god. Yeah, I, that's 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 kind of par for course for Sprouts. Like every time I've gone there, and I, I've only been there because of the Guatemalan. Like typically, if I do grocery shopping, which started happening during COVID, it's been Instacart, right? And I'll randomly kind of go to uh, this known supermarkets like Ralph's or whatever that's in the area. And Sprouts was never really on my radar till I met the Guatemalan. And Sprouts has this thing where I get overwhelmed because I don't recognize any of the brands. You know, I, like when I go yeah. into grocery stores, I, I like to feel comfort and warmth and welcoming. And I know that because I, I see Lay's potato chips. I see Doritos. <laughs> I see Pop-Tarts. I see all the things that you're kind of familiar with. And in Sprouts, if you don't have a Sprouts in your area, it has the same things. But they're just the uh, like different brands, which I don't know if the, it's the illusion that they're healthier. I mean, I know there's he- more healthier you know, options. Well, you know what it is? It's a lot of like independent brands and yeah, it's a lot of okay. like upcoming brands. And it's a lot of like lifestyle brands, basically. Mm-hmm. Like that's where that's where people go if they're doing paleo, if they're doing keto, if they're living like vegan, you know, <laughs> that's where they're going to go because mm-hmm. – Sprouts has a huge selection of all of those things and they make it really easy for people to shop that certain lifestyle because they mark the tags like this is paleo, this is keto, this is vegan. Like, and that's why people go there. Oh, okay. Cause yeah, th- like that is a very specific supermarket I've been to. And then with Sprouts, the, the two I've been to, and I'm going to assume it's the same thing in your neck of the woods is when you do check out, they work with the most confined space ever. Like it's not the long conveyor belt that you're used to. It's oh yeah, like, it's, it's tiny. It's like a cubicle. You're going to an office, and they're ringing everything <laughs> up on there. And then every time we go, they're always understaffed. It doesn't matter if it's going to be at night. It doesn't matter if it's midday. There tends to be always one register open, and then they are quick to open it when someone makes some kind of backhand compl- like a comment, like. Well, I guess we're gonna be here a while, and it's yeah, like, yeah, like, we are. And it, I, <laughs> I, I feel like it sprouts pu- like policy to have only one lane open until someone has the gall and the audacity to say, say some stupid comment. And it's like, okay, now we can open up. Now that the, put me in coach is like someone just ripping off their windbreakers when they're yeah. getting off the like the bench in the NBA. It's but they're also not used to people buying that much food out of Sprouts. I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't do my grocery shopping at Sprouts. Mm. Uh, my literally for my little family, like we barely eat anything throughout the week. Our grocery budget's like a hundred dollars for all three of us. Like there's <laughs> even that sometimes like our food will go to waste because you know, some of us work, like we're constantly at work. It's Mm -hmm. not like we're going to be eating here all day long. You know what I mean? So it's like a lot of stuff goes to waste at the end of the week. If I do my grocery shopping with my hundred dollars at Sprouts, I'm getting two bags worth of things. (laughs) I literally spent $90 there. And I could tell you right now that it was two bags full of stuff. Oh, you fancy. (laughs) Like it's just, well, that's what I'm saying though. Like you can't go grocery shopping there. Like a normal person with a normal salary is not buying $400 worth of shit there. And all the stuff in that woman's cart was fucking weird. It was all kinds of like, like, I don't know if they were like powders, like collagen powder shit, like vitamins, Mm -hmm. like all this like weird stuff. I mean, she was already like 80 years old. Like it's kind of late for the collagen, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're a little past due. Uh, well, 
that's when you kind of start to figure out the motif of different supermarkets. I know we've talked about Trader Joe's in the past where it's Trader Joe's, great, great grocery store, smallest parking lots. And like they work that into their uh, their lease paperwork where it says, oh, this parking that's lot. That's in your area. I'm going to tell you right now, the Trader Joe's in my area is. They have lots of parking. Really? But it's because yeah, it's because they're like in really like huge like shopping centers type of thing. Like at both of them, right off the bat, I could tell you, like they both, all three of them actually, yeah, they have huge parking because they're like connected to like a huge shopping center. Mm. So that's an LA. Your thing. your area is probably that way, yeah, because it's an LA thing. It's just tiny parking everywhere there. Yeah. The- and then the, the employees are always really happy, which always trips me out, which is great. You know, I, I like. Well, they the f- get paid very well. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? They I start do. people off at like 20 bucks an hour at Trader Joe's. If anybody needs a job, hey, Trader Joe's is the place to be. Yeah, they take care of their employees. It's just I get uncomfortable when people are too nice. I start to think either I'm in a place where I don't belong or everyone's a Scientologist. And. Every, I mean, in your area, it could be true. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I sat down at, there's this like really fine dining be- like restaurant in the Glendale area in Americana. It's a steakhouse. And I went there one time, me and my mom said, fuck it, let's go. And it was one of those experiences where the person is just so attentive and nice that I was like, please, like, call me an idiot or something like it, it ground me a little bit because you're so nice and this is the five-star experience that i just don't feel comfortable being talked to this way i'm used to a little bit of a neglect a little bit of a backhand insult like are you sure you need that uh i'm okay with that like just pepper that in and a then of bit. course add in the racist karen in front of you telling <laughs> you you shouldn't be there you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah then we're good then we're good um but yeah, like Trader Joe's is the same thing. When you ask someone a question, they're like, absolutely. Let's fucking come with me. Like, And they <laughs> they walk you there. Because like, I've asked someone in Ralph's, like, uh, where's the Pop-Tarts? And the guy's like, I don't know, aisle 11. And like, usually it's not even aisle 11, but it's 13 or, you know, 12. And you're close enough in the ballpark. I'm like, okay, cool. Thank, thank you. Uh but Trader Joe's, they do the Disneyland walk where they point with their hand. They will hold your hand. They'll like lock arms with you like women in Sex in the City, and they'll take you there. And it's just, uh, I don't know how. They're, they're kissing their homies on aisle four. <laughs> yeah. They're like, this is the best experience ever, and it happens everywhere. And I'm always impressed by that because that means the company's doing something right or they're um, – they have like nude photos of like their families and like hidden hey, skeletons. Now that I think about it, nobody's ever been rude to me at a Trader Joe's. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like I, I I'm all for the, uh, the customer experience, but also uh, talk to me like I'm a human being. <laughs> oh, and that reminds me. It's funny. Cause the other day I had to go to one of the Mexican supermarkets to get a specific ingredient for something that I was making. Ooh. And, and then um, the girl at the register was so fucking rude. <laughs> I, she was, I was like bag, like I got a couple things and like, normally they ask you how many bags you want. Cause you have to bag your own stuff. And I was mm. like, Oh, can I get two bags? And she was like, we don't have bags. None. We have nothing. And I was like, Oh, cool. I'm like, like nothing like you have no bags she's like well if you want to buy one of those you can buy it but i don't think you want to buy it and i'm like 
what? Like, well, how do you know that I don't want to buy the dollar bag if that's all you fucking have? Like, don't just assume I don't want to buy it. Like, she was so rude, though. And mm. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, she must have been hot. <laughs> rude. She was not hot at all. And in my head, I thought about that, too, because I'm like, OK, you want to be rude. Rude people are mostly pretty, but you can't be ugly and rude. You got to choose one. Yeah. It's like the ugly chick who blows you really good. Yes. Like you have to. um you got to pick your battles. Know where you are in life before you start acting a certain way is what I always tell people. Uh, well, that if you're shopping at a uh, Hispanic uh, grocery store, that must mean you're amping up for uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. So uh, let's celebrate that, Rosie. Um, I didn't even know it was Hispanic Month until I saw this uh, tweet that I sent you Yeah, where the guy was like, talking about doing cocaine and it was like so dramatic and I just thought it was the most hilarious thing but I literally didn't even know that Hispanic Heritage Month was a thing let's play it Pruébala. es cocaína <laughs> <laughs> yeah well happy Hispanic Heritage Month or Latinx <laughs> or whatever uh, you prefer I don't. I can't even keep up anymore I don't even know what Latinx is where did that come from do you know that I, I let me uh, let me uh, let me speak for your culture, Rosie. I think it's because you know in the in the Latin because it's not Latin. You're not speaking like true Latin that you learned in high school. It's the La- Latino people, and I think because Latino uh, in like the Spanish language, that's gender, right? It's assigned gender, like you know Latino Heritage Month. Because it was him, it's ladies and gentlemen. You put it under the. Uh, the the gender of latino but i think in this world where we're more gender fluid we don't want to play by those gender rules so we start calling everything latin x i think that's what it is which i uh <laughs> i i mean whatever makes you happy like yeah, great right. like i don't speak <laughs> spanish so i don't have any like dog in the fight i don't care i still remember like this lady was ahead of the curve. It was, I was in, I was still in Cal State LA, failing my way through college, and I remember it was one of these um, communication classes or one of these so like like I don't know what it was, um, like sociology or something, and we had someone from the uh, like the feminist club or something like that, and I didn't really take anything away from like her quick presentation, except for the fact that she started saying. When you address everybody, it's not you guys. It's there's ladies and there's guys there. So you should address everybody as ladies and gentlemen. And I was like, dude, this is uh, kind of heavy. <laughs> like, I, 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 I understand the sentiment. Like, I, like, on paper, I get the argument. But there's just some things in the social norms. And call me ignorant, ignorant, if you must. Uh, but it's just a lot of like work. Cause like, I mean, how many times have like, I talked to you and other ladies. I'm like, you guys check this out. Uh, no one's ever like thrown Don't their hands. Don't address me that way. Yeah. Like, excuse me, there's ladies here. And I never, I mean, if that's how you want to be addressed, like, that's cool. Like, I know we do like the, he, him, she, I think I, that's all stupid. I, I, but there I'm was not. a thing that I've been thinking about that I've been we could say we could talk about it during this heritage month or whatever. My favorite thing about being Mexican is my dad's crazy fucking like 
made up stories that so he hears somewhere and has to tell me about them. And I'm just like, who the fuck would believe this shit? Okay. <laughs> like, this is a great example. Okay. A few months ago, Adrian got really sick and like he literally, like, he got food poisoning from like a grocery store, like sushi or something. Mm-hmm. He ended up in the hospital. Like, the ambulance <laughs> came, everything, right? Like, that's how sick he got. Well, my dad was, like, really worried. Like, my dad likes him more than he likes me, basically. So he's like, oh, my God, like, how is he? And, like, you know, (laughs) how's he doing? And I was like, yeah, he's fine. Like, we're on our way home now. Like, it's okay. So he spends, like, a whole fucking hour on the phone with me talking about all these fucking things about people. He's like, yeah, you guys have to be careful. Like, he's like, "Um, you know, uh, there was a few things that he said to me, but this story stuck out to me because I couldn't stop laughing like i had to get off of the phone and i'm like okay dad i gotta go like i can't listen to this anymore like i'm driving (laughs) he starts to tell me about a guy that he knew supposedly that he knew that um ate like a really bad like contaminated shrimp Mm -hmm. right like some type of shrimp and he got aids from it (laughs) well i I mean that's the, the the story as old as time magic johnson had had shrimp and uh, ended his career. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, what the fuck are you talking about right now? He's like, yeah. He's like, could you believe that? He's like, he just had like really bad shrimp and he got really sick. And it turns out that it gave him AIDS. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure the, sh- the shrimp didn't give him AIDS, dad. Yeah. And he's like, no. He's like, yeah, he got it from the shrimp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, tell me more about that day. Like, you know, it is what I need to know. I would be extremely pissed off if I got AIDS by shrimp. Like I would, I would think like, this is the worst way to do it. Like there's so many cooler ways to get AIDS is like what I'm trying to get at. And like eating shrimp is not on the top 10 list. Like that would be a disappointment. If, <laughs> but he was so serious. Like if you would have heard it in his voice, he was just like, so, and I'm just like, Oh, oh come on. You can't be this. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure he didn't get it from the shrimp dad. I'm going to go back like two minutes here and then really kind of um, double down on my ignorant statement, which was like the whole like he, she, like the thing. Um, I'm okay with the gender pronouns in that. Like, you know, he, her, whatever. What I think we should actually do is reserve that for the people who actually – want to be identified. And the reason why I say that, Rosie, is because I've seen like I've received like junk mail and like all this crap. And then in the signature, it's he, him. And if like there's no doubt like you're you're what is it, a cisgender, like you're straight or whatever, I don't need that. I don't need that. Like I think that right there is reserved for people who are in that community who are transgender. I think that's when you you can actually use it. I find it to be actually kind of culture appropriation. Like if I were to go ahead and say, Hey, I'm Mark Lee, he, him, <laughs> he, him, uh, like it's going it, to, it, it runs. I think it rubs people the wrong way. Maybe I'm like projecting, but I don't think like people like me should do that. So I, that's me qualifying my statement, which is people can use it, but the people who need to, or who really desire to use it, yeah, should, it should use it. Be that, yeah. It shouldn't I, be. I, I totally agree with that. Sometimes I see the signatures from like work emails and I'm like, I didn't even know this was a thing at our company anymore. No. Or like I I, like it came out of nowhere and like people even put it on their Zoom like next to their name. It says 
he, her. Yeah. Like, like I, Becky, we knew you were always blowing dudes in the bathroom, like at a Christmas party. We knew. So, uh, we know where you stand in that life, but in the event you choose to make that transition, then we can talk. Okay, Becky. <laughs> um, oh dude, I saw a car accident. Oh, I saw a car accident. Oh, let me let me rephrase that. I was in the vicinity and I heard it. And so last Sunday when we recorded the show, I'm sitting at the car wash and I'm playing Sudoku on my old phone because I have a new phone now. That's the old me. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened was I'm playing Sudoku because that's my fucking jam when I'm on my phone. I'm killing time. And then all of a sudden I hear loud car honks like leaning into the horn and i'm thinking okay it's glendale you hear that all the time and all of a sudden you hear smash like heavy smash and i realize it's right at the street where like my car is being washed and i look up and it was a car trying to make like a unprotected left turn out of the driveway and um this car hit the the driver's door. And then when I was watching this, I was like, damn, this looks bad. Like when I saw that and what made me think that the driver was dead was the car was still moving, like going into the other lane. Like it was trying to still finish to left. I'm like, dude, you're stop. Like, stop. like you're good. Like you, you don't need to do this anymore. And then he just slowly starts rolling, 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 and he hits the, the divider off the road, and his his car hits like this mound of like rocks. I don't like it's like this mound of like dirt that Glendale did for aesthetics <coughs> off San Fernando Road. And excuse me, and um, and I was like, dude, this guy's dead. Like he didn't hit the brakes. He like, and he never came out of the car. And all the workers started going out to stop other cars, you know, make sure everything was good. Glass was shattered everywhere. And I'm like, fuck. So I, I, I get my phone. I'm like, I'm about to beat this puzzle in Sudoku, but maybe I should call 911. So, oh my God. <laughs> so I stand up bravely, bravely, mind you. And I, I, uh, I'm about to hit 911, but I saw the guy who was kind of standing in front of me with the backpack. He's on the phone. So I asked him, hey, dude, did you call 911? He's like, yeah, I'm on the phone with him now. I was like, cool. Okay, so like, I get some Paragon points for that if I was playing Mass Effect, right? Like, hey, like I, I made the choice. I tried. I didn't get max points. I got like maybe one or two. And I'm like, okay, like, well, what, I'm waiting for my car to be fixed because I see the guy hand drying it, doing his thing. I'm like, cool, we're still waiting. So I check on the driver who hit the, uh, the driver. Uh, yeah, going straight. And like this lady couldn't get out of her driver's side door. It was fucked up too. And I see across the street, the guy coming out. I'm like, okay, he's not dead. Great. I, this didn't ruin my day specifically. And I'm, uh, I tell the lady like, Hey, are you okay? Did you need anything? Did you need water? And she said, no, I'm calling. I'm I need to call my ex-husband, uh, to get me out of there. I'm like, good for you for being able to call your ex-husband. Um, you have that relationship. And then I tell her, because like she has all the shit on her on the floor of the passenger side. And I tell her, I'm like, do you need help getting out of your car? And she says, yes, I do. Which in my COVID brain, I'm like, crap, I have to touch her, you know? <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, like let me uh, let me just 
let me step back and be a human miss, being. Miss, are you vaccinated, miss? Yeah. <laughs> Can you show me your uh, your wallet and show me your vaccination card? Uh, and then I uh, grab her by the hand, and then I help kind of pull her out of the car. And the whole time I'm thinking, have good posture. Have good posture. Because you never know if someone's taking pictures. And uh, Oh, so- my God. Are you being the fucking hero? I can't. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like – back straight shoulders you know like i'm like let me like let me oh so if there's cars coming in this way let me use my left hand so the flex as i'm getting her out and make sure she's good and then i i pull i help her get out of the car i'm like so are we good she's like yeah i'm waiting for the paramedics or the firemen to like you know like check on me and i got her out of the car and i was very proud of myself i was very um it was like it was a very heroic and brave thing for me to do. In, wow! During these unprecedented times, uh, I was able to help a woman out of her car, and that made me feel really good about myself. Was that the first car accident you've ever experienced? Mm, no, Not like your own, just like you looking at it. No, like so the Guatemalan lives in a really busy street, and um, again, we didn't see it, uh, but <laughs> like. It's, I guess, like, things can go are really quick, like, really bad. And uh, this car, it's a, it's a, it's essentially a two-way, it's a street, but, like, there's four lanes, but the two lanes at the edges are reserved for parking, like, at night. So it's, like, it's essentially just one lane going each way. And I guess another car tried to make an unprotected left fucking demolishes a car, like, and it was really bad. And then all the people came out to kind of, like look at it and i think when the car was on its side or something like that it was flipped oh, like geez. one so like it took out all these cars fucked everything up and uh so i heard it and when you hear it there's something about a car accident when you hear it you get the chills I, I, and i think most people get that too you're like oh dude that doesn't sound good but the <laughs> i'm not wired this way <clears throat> if i hear a car accident and i'm not looking at it like where i was in the car wash my wiring doesn't tell me to go outside and look because it's it's like okay i know other people are going out there they're going to go ahead and do stuff i'm not a paramedic i'm not a doctor i'm not a mechanic so me being out there is just extra eyes to make people feel bad at their worst moment at that time so i'm just like i don't want to do it then the guatemalan kind of shame he's like what do you mean you don't want to go out don't you want to help and i'm like i don't like i'm not being a fucking pussy yeah i'm not gonna be able to do anything but sure, let's go out. And then everyone, it's that Dane Cook joke from like 2005, which is like, did you hear, did you see the accident? Did you hear? I heard it. I was doing the dishes and then I, I heard it and I came outside and it's all fucked up. And that's all you can really do. <laughs> um, and like the, the scary thing about that was if I'm lucky, if I'm extremely lucky, I will get parking in front of a place on the street. Uh, if I was parked at that spot, I would have been very unlucky. I was actually like eight cars down towards the end of the block. So I was spared, but like, that was really terrible. And, uh, so like, that's like what happened. That was the like last big accident I saw. Have you ever been in a car accident? Is my next question. Yeah, I have. Um, I actually was in a pretty bad accident. Uh, what, like 2007, 2008. Okay. Good. Before I knew you. Okay. Um, I had just, I had got like a really good job, like for being so young 
And it was like my first like really nice car that I had bought myself. I bought myself um, a Mercedes C-Class and I thought I was like, oh my God, like, look at me. I'm such a fucking badass in my nice <laughs> car, right? I'm a bad so, bitch. <laughs> I was like driving on, um, I think the 210 freeway and it was raining like really, really, really bad, like super bad. And I could barely see anything. So I wasn't going that fast. I was probably going like 50, but I hydroplaned and I spun out and I hit a guardrail and the guardrail happened to like pretty much save my life because if I, if there had been no guardrail there, it went down into like where the water passes all below, Mm -hmm. like a big, like, you know, what, what do they call those? Like a dam or something? I don't know. Yeah. Um, right behind me was an ambulance so they pulled over as as soon as i like saw the the you know accident happen nothing happened to me at all but my car was completely fucking destroyed and the guardrail was like barely holding on jeez yeah like so if it would have like broken like my car would have like fell in there and i probably would have died so that right there like caused me to like not drive for like a really long time like i was trying to get rides to go to work because i didn't want to drive mm-hmm I, I mean, that's understandable. It's very. And like, I don't drive in the rain now. Like, I try to avoid it at all costs. Mm. So, you, got, you still have lingering PTSD. Yeah. Like, if I, mm-hmm. if, if I, like, I, I work like probably 10 minutes away on the freeway, but if it's raining, I'll take the streets home. And I don't <laughs> care if, the, if, the, if like it's a longer, like, double the time, I, I, I'll just won't get on the freeway if it's mm-hmm. raining. I remember when I was a kid, I caused my dad to crash his car. I don't remember too much of it because like maybe I suppressed it in the back of like my memory, but I remember being really annoying and I remember like pulling my mom and dad's hair, you know, hair strands, like you're pulling for DNA. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, it's so funny. It is so funny. And being like, I was like, I don't know, 16. No, I was kidding. I'm like, I'm like five or something. (laughs) And then all of a sudden my dad's like fucking stop, you know, I'm driving. And then, um, all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, this is so funny. And then I guess my dad said, enough. So he, I guess he turned his head to like fucking grab me or hit me or something. And then he ends up hitting the back of a car. Like at pretty good speed too. Oh my God, all because of your little scumbag bullshit. Yeah, universe. all because of like some bullshit, dude. And then um, I would have been so pissed at you. I would have smacked you around a couple times. <laughs> Maybe my dad did he beat me in a concussion. I don't know. Like, And if I look back at it, totally warranted because i remember the cops coming and like i was like hiding in the backseat of the car my mom's like will you look what you fucking did <laughs> will you look at what you fucking- i would have been so mad <laughs> yeah i was just like super annoying I, I was on one that day and uh i was just being super annoying and i caused that accident and um i mean nobody was hurt uh the cop i remember came to like look in the backseat and see me i was all trying to hide and I was like, I'm sorry, like don't don't arrest me or something. And then um I, I didn't. I always blame that shit. Uh every time I start acting stupid, I fail a test or do anything dumb, I blame my sister for dropping me on my head when I was like four three years old. So like every time I always fall back on that. I'm like, you know what? She dropped me. I don't know if I told And that's why you are the way you are. Yeah. Anytime <laughs> I act stupid, like I always remember this story. I don't know if like I was maybe two or three or whatever it was. And my sister and my mom were running to the bus. And I remember this day, I was being carried, <clears throat> and they were running, and my sister dropped me, and my head hit the back of the curb. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, it didn't hurt, 
But I remember, um, and I don't mean to throw my sister under the bus, but it didn't hurt. But I remember just going to sleep. I remember looking at my sister and I'm like, I just closed my eyes. Then I wake up, I'm in the ICU or whatever. I'm like strapped in and I'm like freaking the fuck out. Like, where the fuck am I? And my sister's crying when I wake up. And it only freaks me out even more because I'm in like a box and um, freak me the fuck out. Like maybe an alternate reality, like maybe I'm actually dead and like that was my death. So I don't know because that's exactly what happened. So every time something stupid happens, anytime I say something out of pocket, I'm like, I was dropped on my head. So um, that shit happens. That's, that's what you're blaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, always. <laughs> I have a friend who actually got into like a wicked car accident. And like that's the reason why she tells me she can't listen to Coldplay the scientist. You know that that oh, really sad song. It was playing at the time her car started fucking spinning out like Tony Hawk, and then, um, so she can't hear that song. So I remember one time that song was playing. She's like, change it, change it, and then like, yeah, dude, it's like PTSD from mm-hmm. certain things. I can totally relate to that. There's multiple things that I feel like that about. <laughs> what do you do? You remember what song was playing uh, when you when you hydroplane? No, and- I don't remember. I must have been listening to like. That was back when, remember, like, Howard Stern used to do, like, in the morning? Mm-hmm. It's probably what I was listening to. Uh, when he was still on regular radio and not, like, series. When you hear Beetlejuice, your head just you cover your ears. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, hey, you, you live to tell the tale. Like, so, and you weren't hurt. Like, you, your car was just totaled and you had to just... Yeah, car. my car was done for. I literally didn't even enjoy that car for like a whole like year, I think. Really? It was very short-lived, yeah. <laughs> well, you're uh you're a brave one, dude. Well, let me ask you this. Would you rather that have happened to you or would you rather have this happen to you? Uh a scammer claiming to be a beauty agent convinced a woman to shave her head for a thousand uh, for thousands of dollars. We're talking about how much this was. Megan Randolph from Layton, Utah, said her confidence has been rocked after the con artist targeted her via text and convinced the model to shave off her hair and eyebrows for an online campaign in exchange for cash. Randolph, who had just been out of work since last year, told KUTV, I am a little devastated, but it is just hair and it will grow back. I wasn't scammed out of anything, but it's malicious. It's 100% cruel. Now she wants to spread the word about the scam and make sure others don't fall prey tri- uh, don't fall prey to the same trick. When Randolph first received a text, she and her husband tried to verify the number, and it did show as registered to Redkin, but it was probably a phone trick used to mimic numbers for caller ID. And this is spoofing, right? Uh, the husband also called the number to hear a voicemail service, which sounded convincing. And Redkin does have a series of online media campaigns about handling hair at home. So what Randolph found online seemed to confirm the information provided her by the scammer. But once Randolph sent over the pictures of her new buzz cut, the supposed beauty agent vanished. The model is now wearing a beanie to cover her bald head until it grows back. Oh my god. So this chick in Utah, uh, completely bald with no eyebrows, and did this for a couple thousand dollars. And I... I guess the question here is like one, I asked you, would you rather be in a car accident or this? But two, what's your price tag for getting for shaving your head? I feel like everyone has a price tag. Women too, that you would you would shave your head. Like if there was an actual thing where like I don't know, I know man, my hair's pretty long. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, Regis Philbin says, hey, 
I will let I will write this check to you uh, if you want to if you shave your head. I think like it would have to be like enough to buy myself a house cash right now. So like a house that I actually would like, maybe like seven hundred k. We got a deal. Seven hundred k. Yeah, I'll just wear wigs for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, wh- what if I? Were, what if you had to do your eyebrows too? Is there an asking? Would you jump the price? Or would uh, seven hundred k like flat? Like, hey, this will get you the house that you eyebrows want. and hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I would do both for seven hundred k. If it's dude, if it, if you offer me like maybe ten thousand dollars, I'd shave my head. I, I would shave my head. Maybe it's because I have the for the the fortune of being a guy. Uh, I'll shave my head. My head is kind of weirdly shaped, by the way, and like sometimes my ears look really big when I cut my hair. So I, I say ten thousand dollars. If you wanted to get my eyebrows, I'm jumping the price up. I'm jumping the price up to like minimum eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> I have to get eighty thousand dollars because yeah, eyebrows are are pretty gnarly. But you know, like nowadays they uh, they sell like stencils and like little fucking fake eyebrows you could wear. So. Yeah. I, in honor of uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, I'll get chola eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be able to like make sure I'm like looking at motif, but yeah, eyebrows are. It's so funny because like they don't really do much. Like now that I'm f- talking about eyebrows, I'm really focusing in on the Zoom call. I'm like looking at our eyebrows, right? Yeah. But, like in a normal day to day, you don't really think about it unless they have like the Anthony Davis unibrow. Like you, like you don't really think much about it. But the world changes if those eyebrows are gone. Like you just look sick. And yeah. Like what's that? Powder. powder, powder, yeah. yeah. That's what it. That's what it reminds me of. Like if I see someone with no eyebrows, I'm like, dude, this guy can make me feel what a deer is feeling. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he has definitely. Some, he has some type of like telepathic powers to transfer feelings to each other, and I, that freaks me out. So, if anyone is actually putting money on the table, ten thousand dollars for me to go bald, I will go bald. Easy money. And then seven hundred k. You heard it here first. <laughs> Yeah, maybe Redkin will call us and be like, hey, we heard the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, the, the question to the listeners, what is it going to take for you to shave your head? I, I Understandably, I think most women will have a higher price tag. But then there's G.I. Jane, who um, shaved her head and she looked totally fine. There's a lot of bald women that are have been, like, good looking, though. It goes with them. Christy Mack. Yeah. And a Mac Monday. Jack from Mass Effect. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't. I, well, I mean, we talked about like short hair, like, and I'm not really a big fan of it. Uh, and like when Jack was bald in Mass Effect too, I'm like, you know, like, I mean, I'm all for crazy, like that's always like really good. But like, you don't have it. But when you see her in Mass Effect three, I'm like, damn. Oh, what you? All she got was a ponytail, though. Her sides are still bald. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's just like that little hair. I'm like, damn, like that little bit of hair did it for you. <laughs> yeah, she was like, it's like she's all that. Like you know, you just take the glasses off, and you're like, damn, like this chick's something else, man. So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rosie, when we had our friends from the League of Ridiculous Conversations, we talked about Halloween. We talked about horror nights. We talked about haunted houses. Um, and you're afraid of them, right? Yes, I hate them. Uh, I think your fears might have been justified, especially in this place. Here's the headline. Haunted house actor accidentally stabs 11-year-old at Cuyahoga County Fairgrounds in Berea. 
which why did he have a real knife an actor outside a haunted house accidentally stabbed an 11 year old brook uh brook park boy in the foot at about 8 p.m september 18th the actor was a 22 year old middleburg heights man was trying to scare uh people into walking into the haunted house he was among several haunted house actors roaming the grounds at night as the boy and a friend approached the man scraped the ground with a real Bowie-style knife that he had brought from home. The haunted house had supplied the actors with fake prop knives, but the man decided not, not to use one. He's like, no, no, no. Like, I got this. I'm, I'm all about the fear factor, and fear is not a factor for me. The man started stabbing the ground near the boy's feet in an effort to frighten him. One thrust sent the knife through the boy's shoe, cutting his toe. When police arrived, the boy's toe was bleeding slightly. Haunted House staff had applied first aid. Police dressed the wound and put the boy's shoe back on. The boy's mother was called, and she drove to the fairgrounds. Police asked her if she would take her son to the hospital, but the boy didn't want to, preferring to continue visiting the haunted house. And that's where I say, I love this kid. I'm not like oh, I'm not like Vanish Malay or whatever, where I'm a kid lover, but this kid fucking rocks. He was like... <laughs> You know what? Like, I'm good, dude. Uh, we'll call it a day. Like, I still have my feet intact. I want to keep going to the haunted house. This kid is like a I'm fucking here to real party. <laughs> <laughs> I like I, that. That's why I don't like. Uh, I like Halloween horror nights. I like not scary farm because it's controlled. I don't like those those side houses where it's like, hey, here's a small place where you can come into because you open yourself up to shit like this. The guys like. No, 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 man. Like, people want to be scared with the real thing. Let me get my knife. Which, by the way, who the fuck is stabbing the floor? Like, there, there's no, there's no win to that. Like, there's, like, oh you're, my God. you're just stabbing the floor. It's not scraping it. I mean, you're, you're probably scraping it, but you're not, like, getting the sparks that you think you're going to get. You have to get those, like, really huge things. And yeah. even then, those are fake. Those are designed this to re- just spark. This reminds me of um, when I was, like, I think 16 or 17, there was this like weird fucking like haunted house that they like made at like a supermarket that had like been closed down for a while. They turned it into like a local haunted house. Mm -hmm. And then like it literally got shut down like a week later because it was like some pervert like trying to like touching like women's asses. And like (laughs) it wasn't only women. It was like young girls too, like like teenage girls. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, (laughs) how how freaking, like, awful of a person do you have to be to literally fucking start doing this at, like, a haunted house where, like, kids go to? Like, come on. Uh, Yeah, that freaks me out. Like, you're not scared of a knife, but you're going to be scared of this fucking pervert trying to finger you while you, like, go around to, like, the different rooms. Like, what the hell? Yeah, fingering in aisle nine. Yeah, dude. Like, that's why I don't go to those places. I'm like, fuck that. I hate people. And then, and then that one experience that I had where that guy like shook me and touched me, I was like, I hate this. I don't ever want to do this again. <laughs> no. Nah, yeah. Would you go to those where they like literally are allowed to touch you? Like you've seen those ones, right? Where like you pay a lot of money and they're like really hardcore. Like they're like all for scaring you. They're allowed to touch you. They're allowed to like shake you and like you know it's like the real, real like mm-hmm. you know experience of it all. No, I don't think I would. And the reason why is because you're charging me for that. I think we can have a conversation if you're paying me, or even at the bare minimum, it's free. Like I, I will be the the person to give you that experience. 
but I don't want to pay for someone to harass me. Like my friends, like the great thing about being 33, Rosie, as a guy is like, you think you're going to get older and become adults and, you know, like, but me and my friends still fuck with each other. You know, we still hit each other. We'll still like kind of randomly scare each other and like, and like rock them. Like, you know, do the shit. I get that for free. I don't need to pay someone to do that to in like in a dark alley. Right. Like that's how I feel too. Like, it's just like, no, like I don't, why would anybody pay for that? Like, well, I guess there's people that just want to feel something mainly (laughs) (laughs) because I'm not those people. I don't, I don't want to feel any of that shit. (laughs) Yeah. They're dead inside. Right. (laughs) It's like, uh, I don't know, man. Um, Are you keeping up with the Taliban? No, that sounds like a show. Yeah, keeping up with the Taliban. (laughs) There's five guys who uh, no, so like Taliban taking over Afghanistan, right? Like that's the huge thing that's happened in the last couple. I know we haven't we've done hard hitting coverage on this, right? But um, like here, not another Monday. The reason why I pulled this up is because uh, the headline is this damages our status. Taliban warns fighters against fun activities and taking selfies. The Taliban warned its fighters in Afghanistan against sightseeing at tourist attractions, taking selfies to post on social media, stressing that it damaged the group status. The wall street journal reported. So like the Taliban are doing kind of like they've taken over Afghanistan. There's a story I had saved. I didn't really even do, but like right after they took over Afghanistan, they like raided the theme parks then they started like fucking around, like riding the bumper cars, doing all this shit. Yes, and it should be keeping up with the Taliban as a reality show. And then after the fact, they started like burning down the theme park. But there's all these pictures and videos of them having the time of their lives. I know the Taliban, like we look down on them, like, and we're not fans of them unless they listen to them on Monday. But uh, there's something to be said of like, look, they're people too. Like they're getting humanized in real time in social media oh my God. because they're taking these pictures. They're like, oh, like look, look at look, look at, at this Far- guy. Look he's at got Fareed. like a rocket launcher on his back, but he's enjoying a gondola ride. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't eat the cotton candy. You know you get sick <laughs> on, on the teacups after eating cotton candy. Uh, like they like they actually have been having like pictures of them having the best time, and they're like. The, the head Taliban, like the CEO. It's all like you're ruining our reputation. Yeah, like, hey, like, yeah, like, let's 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 dial it back here, guys. We have a reputation here. Okay, we have like done some big. We are things. angry. Yeah, we we are not these happy go lucky people. <laughs> uh, speaking of like TV shows and Taliban, uh, not Taliban, but we're back in the Halloween thing. I started watching the first couple episodes of What We Do in the Shadows based on your recommendation, and um, I, I'm liking it a lot so far. <laughs> I'm liking that a lot. show is like one of the best things on TV. Yeah, I, I watch it like three times over. It's funny. I I like enjoy it a lot. I think the one that it really stuck with me. I think what really won me over was um, I'm blanking on the name, but it was Nate from The Office, and he's also in Better Call Saul as the as the pie guy. He's the energy vampire. Oh, okay, yeah. The energy the guy, right? Yeah, Colin the, Robinson. Yeah, the energy vampire. <laughs> fucking struck a chord with me dude i'm like because like i think if there's anything because like yo vampires scary suck blood you know you can be like eternal and then like whatever but nothing scares me more than an energy vampire uh nothing (laughs) like and it really does drain you and you're like god like i can think it was like uh where i work there's like someone in the building who just like is an energy vampire and i'm like (laughs) 
God, like I, I like this is the, like a lot to keep in. And I'm like, dude, like this guy goes in, and like it's just kind of like the energy vampire. Rename him. Start calling him Colin Robinson. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I, I love like when they brought the. Um, I haven't gotten that far, but <clears throat> a couple episodes in season one, and in season one, like he meets the Evie, the other energy vampire, the chick. Oh yeah, uh huh. And then like what got to me is like when they're having like the showdown. And oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, my dog has autism. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, man. Like, that is like some real ass shit. Like, I can think, I used to work at the Apple Store and there wasn't EV. It was just like fucking like, I broke up with my girlfriend. Like, and it was yeah. like all sad. I'm like, dude, like, get help or don't come to me with this anymore because, like, I can offer you the pat, pat on the shoulder. It's going to be okay. Like, you know, like Apple Store coworker. But like she was in the rut, like like whatever this breakup happened was fucking bad, and like she just brought and it everyone just got down. Worse and worse and worse. I can like if you got a skyline, like, and I'm sure this video exists. Like it's kind of like wherever she was in the store, wherever she moved, people dispersed. Like it, it you know how like, <laughs> like when he's, she was at Roach. <laughs> yeah, like it's like it's like the genes, like the cells, like every time that moved, it pushed everyone away. All the staff members just kind of just pulled apart because she was the energy vampire like fuck man i and that's like the scariest one like if a vampire would like to suck my blood and like they made it pretty graphic too and like uh i love the larping thing too and like when that chick bites into the uh the larping chick it's pretty graphic not as scary as energy vampire though yeah i'm saying that right now <laughs> like i'm not a fan of that <laughs> you, you started watching superstar are you yeah, finished it? I've, I've watched uh, most. I think I'm like on the second season now. I watched all of season one. I think my favorite part of Super like, and I'm glad you watched it because I always want to like to bring up this moment is there's that episode where um, Glenn, the store manager, is trying to be uh, interviewed by the manage uh, the magazine, but it, but the chick was only interested in Jonah. Oh yeah. And my favorite <laughs> line of like, I think it's of the whole like series is um, when Glenn and Amy are sitting down at the cafeteria eating, and then Jonah says, hey, what are you doing here? And Glenn says, I'm just sitting in the food court where all the losers eat. (laughs) And then that fat lady's like, hey. And then Glenn just looks at her, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, just please enjoy your individual pepperoni pizza. And like, there's something about that word, individual, it just really hammered it home for me. And I'm like, every time I see it, I fucking giggle and I peel a little bit. Dude, so let me tell you something. I used to work at um, Target, okay? (laughs) Like years ago when I was like probably 18, 19, um, there was a girl that worked there. She would eat an individual pizza to herself. Every single time she took a break, (laughs) not just on her lunch break, she would eat one for her 10 minute break. Then she would get another one for lunch. And then on her last break, she would get it again. Oh man. Like that's just love. One time I was sitting in the break room while she was eating her pizza and she couldn't sit anywhere else because it was kind of packed in there. And her breathing while she was eating the pizza was so fucking atrocious. (laughs) Like I had to get up and leave because I was like, oh my God, like. She's either going to have, like, a pizza, like, fucking cardiac arrest. I don't know. Like, something was happening there. And when I saw that in that in that fucking show, I thought about her. And I was like, oh, my God. I still remember her name, too. <laughs> uh, like, that makes me think of, like, you know, in Maury, when they have the people who are afraid of really random shit. And there's people who are afraid of anything that's not French fries. 
like, yeah. Like, like it just makes me think of that because every time I have a bad day, um, I'll watch either Gordon Ramsay yelling at people on Kitchen Nightmares, or I'll watch like those like those more videos of people who have uh, phobias of food. Like they can only eat uh, French fries. And then when you watch that video, they do like those like kind of uh, the CBT. There's one. There's a Maury one where the woman's afraid of olives. Have you ever seen that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, and they do things like, okay, like you only eat fries, but can you eat this one piece of gra- this one grain of rice? Like that's all you need to eat. And it's like, it's like asking me like in real time, will you shave your head? And it's like the fear and the hesitation. Like, I don't know. I don't it's know. It's like one grain of rice. All yeah. you have to do is swallow it. You won't even taste it. And they're like, and then they do the whole texture thing where like they touch it and I can't, I can't. <laughs> and then like, and then what they do is like, they have to like just grab the grain of rice and then eat it. And they're like, <laughs> like they're freaking the fuck out. And every time I see them, I'm like, thank God I'm not them. Like that's easily like that. Um, I I don't want to be that person. Yeah, and for I, sure. that always, the people that are allergic to vegetables, they're gonna puke when they put it in their mouth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit, dude. I, it just makes me feel good inside, and it's uh, there's no other way to say it. It just makes me feel good. Well, Rosie, I think that's a good place to end. So, where can they find us? Um, they can find us at. Not another mon on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And Monday another on Twitter. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about something else. Brain fart. Um, and then not another Monday on Twitch. Yeah, which uh, you can find us on all the all those avenues. Uh, oh, we also have a Gmail. If you guys are interested, nobody ever emails us. Nomshowcast at Gmail. If you want to be somebody to email us. Yeah, we'll take your we'll we'll give you advice. We'll teach you something. We'll make sure that you can eat a grain of rice if you're deathly afraid of any food that's not French fries. And uh, friendly reminder: uh, once you're done with this episode, check out Unfunny Kev Show, and uh, you'll hear me again. It'll be good times. So, uh, Rosie, good times as usual, and uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. Nobody get a bail bomb into going and post that bail. You would be happy as hell. You thought you was happy until that court day came. Couldn't abort that case. Nobody to take your place. Family, who is that state? Too late to escape. Get on the run.